Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Nick Augustine, and I am your host on this episode of Blog Talk Radio, produced by Lone Star Content Marketing in Denton, Texas. This show is brought to you in part by Members Choice Federal Credit Union in Denton, Texas on Unicorn Lake Boulevard. You, too, may be eligible to join Members Choice if you live, work, worship, or attend school in Denton or Argyle, Texas. I'm joined Members Choice because they're locally owned and operated and offer a level of personal service and friendliness that I cannot otherwise find at the big banks. I'd like to remind you all to remember to share the on-demand links to our episodes in your social media pages if you'd be so kind. When you see a program that we put out, other people can benefit from that, and sharing good content and information is what it's all about, folks. You can also go and find all of our information content and uh, blogs and so on and so forth at LoneStarContentMarketing.com. Simply by going through the panel on the right of the website, you can search by subject matter and topic and get one of uh, several blogs that have been collected there for the last five, six, seven, eight, pushing on ten years. So all sorts of good information there at LoneStarContentMarketing.com. We want everyone to find the tips and tools they can use to get clients, have a better law practice, all the good stuff. We also have programs available on our Law Talk Radio Facebook page. Please please, uh, go ahead and like the page so you will receive those in, in the news feed. Today's show is episode 37 of the Building Your Law Practice series with my friend Jim Thompson. And today's title is, Marketing plans and systems to generate new business in 20. You know what? I am a bold faced liar. Scrolling up here, <laughs> today's title <laughs> is 25 Ways to Make Sure You Will Get More Clients in 2015. I got a bit of my script there. But yeah, 25 Ways to Make Sure You're Going to Get More Clients in 2015. So while I might talk slower, Jim's going to talk a little faster because he has 30 minutes to get through 25 tips. So go ahead and try to scribble these down as he goes through them. It's good stuff. Um, what we're doing here, as I say, hear ye, hear ye. Please allow yourself the time to learn 25 ways to make sure you are going to get clients in 2015. In these next 30 minutes, Jim is going to fire off this list of great tips. So you and your office staff can actually get implementing these things today or tomorrow or next week. But get them done. You have all the clients out there who match up well with what you do, and they need your services. And you all should know how to get connected with those clients. I am going to shut up now and let Jim get going. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Nick. I, I thought you were going to uh, keep on going there and, and, and limit my time. Anyway, what we want to do today? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a little fun with this, and and I've seen this done at a couple of the ABA conventions that I've been to, where they do uh, 60 tips in 60 minutes and things of that nature, and they just kind of blast right on through. Uh, I'm gonna go through uh, some of these that I've compiled and from other sources, and they're obviously all mine. And uh, we're going to talk rather fast. We're going to throw these on out. Hopefully people will take a look at them, listen to them. These are not just for lawyers. I've, I've used them with other businesses, other entrepreneurs and things. But some of them will apply to you. Some of them won't. Some will sound good to you. Some won't. But uh, I know you probably won't be able to write them down all at once But uh, as we go through the program. But you can go back in and listen to them. Uh, first one. Okay. This, this is one I really like. It is... Uh, 
host a weekly luncheon or a monthly luncheon. Uh, mastermind groups. We'll talk about that. And many times we've talked about that. Uh, tell clients that uh, their referrals are one of the ways that you get paid. Join three clubs or organizations where your ideal clients would likely be members. Become a known resource by having or getting to know 50 highly qualified people who provide services that our or your ideal clients can use. I want to just elaborate on that. These are not just legal services that your friends may provide, but let people know that you know a good plumber, that you know a good doctor, you know whatever. Become the go-to person, not just for legal. And trust me, once you become the go-to person, then not only think of you for uh, the legal services you can provide or you can provide the names of other lawyers, but you can also help other small business owners and then the other small business owners who are you are helping will certainly want to be on your list. I know I went a little longer on that one. That's okay. Um, mentor a lawyer. Mentor a lawyer. And I don't mean a long-term mentoring relationship, but reach out and help some of these young lawyers out there that have opened up a practice. They may be a personal injury lawyer. If you're a personal injury lawyer, look at some of the young guys out there that have opened a practice and, and offer your help to a couple of them. They need your help. They're out there doing things they probably shouldn't be doing. And if you can help them, here's the deal. If you help them and they are out there marketing for you, Think about this. You've got a young kid out there who's, who's known to be doing personal injury work or whatever, divorce work or whatever, and he's getting clients and he doesn't know what to do with these folks. He can come and refer them to you. You guys can work on them. You can fee split, et cetera, et cetera, whatever is legal in your particular jurisdiction. Uh, one of the things I like to do is send out either a monthly or a weekly newsletter. Uh, you can do this, obviously, these days by virtue of sending out um, an email newsletter, or you can actually send out a physical physical newsletter once a month. Uh, this is a great way. It gets it in, into the hands of uh, the people. They've got something physical that they can hold on to, but even if you can't do that, at least get a an email uh, magazine or a monthly newsletter out. This is one I really like, and we talk about this all the time. Send birthday and holiday cards. Now, I talk about and we've talked about this many times, of sending cards, staying in touch with your clients. What we're talking about is here's another great way to do it. Send a birthday card. Send holiday cards. Obviously, we just had Thanksgiving. We've got New Year's coming up. Um, get those out. And then you've got, you know, what we've talked about, like St. Patrick's Day. We've, if, you, if you have Irish clients, we've talked about Valentine's Day. we talked about birthday cards not only for your clients but for their spouse. And um, if their spouse gets to know, like, and trust you, what do you think they're going to tell their spouse about using you? Uh, get to know when their kids' birthdays are. You can send. Anytime you can send out something to touch your clients, you want to do it, and it's all in a non-salesy way. Um, one of the things I've just seen recently is send request letters. Re send a letter out to a client or to your clients requesting referrals. Don't be afraid to request referrals. Send it out. Ask, and I saw another attorney do this very effectively the other day, um, sent out emails asking for referrals to clients that he could help. He put it in the fact that he said that he had an obligation to try and help people because of his particular specialty, and uh, it went a long way as far as I was concerned. This is something you need to think about. 
invest in whatever you feel comfortable with, but I, I like the figure of 10 to 15%. Invest 10 to 15% of your gross revenue in training, coaching, and personal development. That means buying books. That means buying CDs. That means going to seminars. That means hiring a coach. But take the time to think about what you want to do and then budget 10% of your revenue for doing these things. If you don't know what 10% of your revenue is going to be month to month, just make sure you put a specific dollar amount aside. That can be high or low of the 10%, but start thinking in terms of I need to have a marketing budget. We talk about that quite a bit in, uh, when, we, when we talk about having a, a marketing plan, your budget. But make sure you think about how much it is you want to spend on a monthly basis. And adjust this. You might say you want to spend $1,000 a month in January, February, March, and you find out that maybe you're spending too much, maybe you're not spending enough. Make sure that everything you do, whether it's um, in, in getting referrals and marketing or anything you do, track it and adjust. Everything you put down is a work in progress. Just think about that. It's a work in progress. So everything you're doing, make sure that you understand that it can be changed. Um, this is something that I find very interesting. Know your vision and be able to share it with clients. Let your clients know what your vision is for your practice. In other words, when, when you're sitting with a client, now you don't come right up the first time you ever see a client, brand new client, but as you get to know a client, he begins to know, like, and trust you, you can find out what their vision is. You can ask them about their vision and their practice. And guess what? Once they share their vision, and I'll bet half of them have probably never been asked that, then you get to share your vision. Make sure you have a vision of what you want to do, where you want to grow, how you want to grow, what you want to do. And then when you ask the question, uh, and then they turn around and ask you what your vision is, you have an answer for them. So think about that. Sit down, take, take a half hour, and start it. Start writing out what your vision of your practice is. It's hard to do. Trust me, I know. you got to sit down, and it may take you uh, five or six times where you sit down and you write your vision. And you're going to be, again, constantly adjusting it to fit what you want to do. But make sure you do that. Make sure you can talk about it. While I'm on, on that a little bit, make sure that when somebody asks you what you do, you don't just tell them, well, I'm a, a lawyer or I'm a trial lawyer or I'm an estate planning lawyer. Make sure you have a good, and I don't want to say 30-second elevator speech because I don't even like the 30-second, I don't like the term elevator speech, but in, in 10 or 15 words, what it is that you do. It may take you, again, some time to really sit down and think what it is that <clears throat> excuse me, you do in terms of how you can help whoever you're talking to. What are your benefits? Why would somebody want to hire you? What what are the benefits that you bring to the table? Make sure that you take some time, think about that. We're close to the end of the year, obviously. Things are slowing down. Hopefully, um, you know, in the next couple of weeks, things will slow down with clients and things of this nature. This is when you can take the time and sit down and go, okay, what what is it that uh, I should um, be telling people that I do? Uh, there's a chapter, in, or uh, not a chapter, a full chapter, but there's some some, some hints and some thoughts in my book. And um, and if you want a copy of the book, obviously we've talked about how you can get that. Um, this is interesting, and you may not have thought about this, but if you, it may be you want to raise your fees. 
I've had some interesting discussions with attorneys lately who really have thought that they have been charging too little in terms of uh, how long they've been practicing, their expertise, et cetera. And we, we've discussed this in terms of, you know, if you're charging, and I'm just going to throw out a figure, $200 an hour, and so and you've been in practice for 15 years, and there's some young kid coming out of law school, and he's charging $300 an hour, people are going to be wondering what's wrong with you. So make sure that your fees are commensurate with, you know, your expertise and how long you've been practicing, and of course, what the market would bear. While I'm talking about that, you might want to think about how you can go to a flat fee uh, system. Now, you may not be able to do this in everything, but start thinking about if, what type of lawyer you're. How much are you going to charge on a flat fee basis for an estate plan, for a corporation, for review of documents or whatever? Uh, one of the things that, that um, people are getting uh, kind of frustrated with, and, and I get the same feeling if I, if I have to talk to a lawyer about doing something for me, and they quote me a fee of four or five or $350 an hour, whatever it is, and I'm going, well, wait a minute. I don't charge that much. I don't make that much, so how can you possibly charge me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a laborer and I'm making 25 hours an hour and you want to charge me $300 an hour to do something. So if you can do it and say, you know, I'll do that for, um, say, $500 or $2,000, whatever the flat fee is, it's more palatable. So you, you need to be thinking in terms of, of that. This is something else we're talking, we're going to just go in really fast here. Uh, make sure that if you're going to give a referral gift, and I'm not talking about a referral fee, I'm talking about a referral gift. Um, make sure that it's it's if you know the client who's who's referring you, your referral ambassador who's referring you, and you should know uh, what they like and and what their their tastes are. Um, make sure you give them a gift commensurate with obviously. Um, what what the service or what what the referrals going to be worth to you, but also give them something that they're they're going to enjoy or they're going to like. If you know your client likes, you know um, malt scotch, fine. If you know your client uh, really likes um, going to a baseball game or he really likes going to a football game, you know, get them a couple of tickets to a game, a couple of tickets to this. Uh, in other words, it's it's not so much what the gift is. But the fact is that you're thinking about them specifically and you know what they like and then they appreciate the fact that you've taken the time to know what, what they what they really like. Um, this is one of my pet peeves and I'll say this again. When you get a referral, immediately acknowledge the referral. Immediately thank the person for a referral. We have on other programs gone through a whole litany, if you will, of, of the proper way to, to thank someone for a referral. But please, please, please thank someone right away for the referral and let the person know that you followed up on that referral. There's nothing worse than giving a referral to someone and then you never know what happens. So make sure that not only you follow up real quick thanking somebody for the referral, but you also let them know that you've met with the referral, the person that was referred or that you haven't met with them. You couldn't get a hold of them or whatever the case may be, but let the person know uh, for a couple of reasons. But one of the things that it makes me, well, at least when I refer someone, uh, I want to know whether or not the person I referred 
made the referral to is followed up and is going to stay on top of it because I don't want to make a referral and then find out later that, geez, um, the person I referred the, the case to or whatever uh, just really didn't follow up, and then I look terrible. So make sure you do that. Um, this is interesting, uh, and I, you can think about this in any way. Don't offer your business card to someone, but ask them for their business card and ask for permission to call them. I mean, if, if it's something that you guys are talking and, and things seem like they're going down the right path, uh, ask them for a business card and say, gee, you know, can I call you to have coffee? Don't wait for them to, to, to or, or don't ask and just hand out your business card. Ask them for a business card and then ask them for a, a follow-up, a coffee or whatever the case may be at that particular time. If you can't ask them for a follow-up at that particular time, make sure that you at least go back and, and you send them a note or an email or whatever the case may be. I prefer, obviously, uh, as many of you know from talking to you, I prefer that you send a handwritten note. Hey, it was great meeting you. Look forward to talking to you again or seeing you again or whatever the case may be. And then, you know, something perhaps we can have coffee next week or something of that nature. I'll call you or, or whatever the case may be. Put it in the note and, um, you know, make sure you follow up. But uh, that's one of the things that you really want to follow up on or really want to do is to follow up. You know, here's something that I see some attorneys know what service that you cannot or will not offer. Don't be one of these people that, 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 that you know, that can tell somebody that they do everything under the sun. Obviously, what, what we've talked about, again, on numerous occasions is, yeah, you can't do everything under the sun, but you can always let your client know that you know somebody that can handle their accident case, that can handle their divorce or their friend's divorce or whatever. And we've talked about this extensively in the um, in, in, in discussing being becoming the, the family lawyer, if you will. So make sure that they know that you don't do something, but make sure they know that you know the people that can really help them and that you would rather have them come to you than look in the yellow pages or get some, some bad advice on, on, on finding an attorney. Um, one of the things that, that I talk about extensively, too, is, and, and this is kind of in, along the same vein, is package your services to create an annuity stream that will pay you forever. And basically what I'm saying here is know and always be thinking about the lifetime value of a client. And what do I mean by that? Well, what it may not, you may just do one thing for a client, and you may never, ever do anything for that client again. But that client knows at least 200 people. And you want to keep that client in your in your pipeline from the standpoint of who he knows and who he can refer to you. You're always thinking in terms of, yeah, I did something for a client. I, I, I did a trust, okay? But that's not the only thing I've done for that client. I've developed a relationship with that client. And make sure you continue that relationship so that client will then in turn refer clients to you. Um, this is something you want to think about. And, and, you know, for the young lawyers out there, uh, you don't have that many clients right now. But if you've been practicing for a while, you might want to think about upgrading your clientele. Who are the people that you really want to work with? Who do you enjoy working with? Who are the, and I don't mean this in a fun way, you know, ha-ha way, but who are the fun clients that, you know, you enjoy being in their presence? Sit down and make a list of, of those clients 
and make a list of, of what it is that you enjoy about those clients. And then seek out those type of clients. Oh, sure, you're gonna you're gonna have other clients that are gonna come in, and they're gonna come in with with uh, you know the checkbook open, and and we all understand that. But the more you can start developing a uh, a clientele that you like, the more fun and the more enjoyable your practice is going to be. I don't know. So many times I talk to lawyers that they just hate practicing law. They hate it. They're in it because they have to. They got involved in it. They'd like to go and do something else, but they they stay in it because they need the money, because uh, this is their only source of income, et cetera, et cetera. So if you're going to stay in the practice of law, make it enjoyable. Make it fun. You know, get the clients that you want. I, I know... I, I, I've heard this before, probably have said it even in my own practice. The practice of law would be so enjoyable if I didn't have to deal with clients. And I think we probably have all felt that way at one time or another. So why do we have to deal with certain clients? Because we keep on doing it. Because we've never really sat down and figured out these are certain clients that we um, we like and this is what we're going to look for. These are clients we don't like and these are the ones we're going to try and get rid of. Um, one of the things you want to think about is, is, and we talk about this a lot, um, is the accountability factor. Be coached. Find a good coach. Find somebody that can hold you accountable. I mean, it could be somebody that you're paying to coach you. It can be somebody in your law firm. It could be a friend of yours that that, that has that ability to be able to, to coach you into to, to achieving much greater results. A lot of it's the accountability factor. Obviously, I would prefer that you think about getting a professional coach, a professional um, marketing coach, somebody that can you know guide you along. But if you can't find a professional coach, you don't want to pay a professional coach right now, find somebody that can hold you accountable. Because the more you're held accountable, the more you're going to do. And at some point in time, hey, you're going to be able to afford a professional coach. Um, this is something that I never did, and I will tell you I wish I had, and that is take a vacation each quarter. You've got to get out of the office, away from the office, and clear your head. And you need to do this at least once every quarter. Take us, even if it's a mini vacation for three or four days. I'm not talking about a two-week vacation. I'm talking just a three or four-day vacation where you can get out of the office with your family uh, and just get away. And I know I'm going to say forget the office and forget what's going on. And I know I probably didn't do it myself. I probably wouldn't do it myself. But to the extent that you can think about not about not being engaged or involved with what's going on in your office, you know, get away. Get your head cleared. Think about it. Um, you know, and I've talked to some, some lawyers who have told me, you know, Jim, every month I set aside two or three days where I can just get away. I mean, I can go, you know, to a nice little place up in Michigan or I can go to a nice place somewhere here, somewhere there, get in the car. It takes me three hours to get there. I go for a couple of days, I come back, and I, my battery's recharged, I'm energized. So the more you keep working, the more you keep that drudge going, working 12 hours a day, day in and day out. If you don't take that vacation, you are going to burn yourself out. So think about doing doing that. Um, make sure that you uh, stay.
stay in touch with your, your key folks, uh, your key referral sources. Have coffee with them on a regular basis. Keep track. And, and I was just thinking about this earlier when I was going through this, and, and so often it's like, gee, you know, I haven't seen Bill in about three or four months. Golly, you know, it, it's like, well, hmm, doesn't seem like it's been that long. So keep track. Keep a list. Make make a diary that says, okay, I saw Bill today, and I am, you know, January 15th, I'm going to make an appointment to see Bill again, or whatever the case may be. But you, what you're doing is structuring something, because we all get lost in this time warp. The time, I mean, think about it right now. What were you doing uh, this time a year ago in December? thinking about the coming year and the things you didn't get done and the things you wanted to do and how fast did last year go by and how fast is uh, it going to go by next month and the month thereafter and you're going you're gonna to get going and you're going to get going and um, you're just going to forget and all of a sudden six months have gone by and that just happened to me with another friend of mine I just had lunch with the other day. Um, we've been saying we're going to get together, get together, together. Six months went by, and we finally got together. Make sure you you, you really, really concentrate on doing that. Um, one of the things I think you should do is make sure you make appointments with yourself. And here's what I mean by that. You're going to go out, and you've got your appointment book out there, and you got tomorrow and the next day and the next day all set up. you got appointments or whatever. You know what you're going to be doing. And then at the end of each day, guess what? You've done a lot of stuff for other people, but you haven't done much for yourself. So make an appointment with yourself. Block out two hours that says, you know, i got to do this, 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 personal stuff. Not, not related to your, well, it could be related to your business in the sense of things that you need to get done, but not involving clients. In other words, okay, tomorrow I'm taking two hours off. I've got to take my car in and get service. I know that's a waste of time, and you're looking at it as non-billable and all the other stuff, and that was just, just an example of, you know, sit down, go read a book. You know, sit down and do something to get you away for an hour or two, at least once a week, where you can clear your head. And and if you don't do that, if you don't set up and look at your schedule right now, and 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 block out, you know, eleven to to one on Friday, you won't do it because you'll you'll feel you'll fill that in with something else, whether it's client matter or or something else that's going to waste your time. And all of a sudden, that time's going to be gone. So sit down and and make yourself an appointment right away. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about uh, thanking the people that, that are referring you. One of the things you need to be thinking about is, is, is why people aren't referring you. Why, why are there people out there that you think should be referring you? They, you think they know, like, and trust you well enough that they should be referring you, and they're not. You know, make an appointment to have coffee with them, and then ask them flat out, is there something that... That, that, that prevents them from referring you. You may find out, quite frankly, that they never even knew that you wanted referrals. And as stupid as that sounds, that's one of the things that, that I talk about in some of the things we teach is that a lot of your clients may not even know that you want referrals because you simply have never asked for them. Um, uh, how are we doing on time, Nick? Have you been keeping track? 
Sir, we have three minutes left, but you can go a little bit over if you um, have more to go on your list. So you can go a little bit over, Council. Proceed. Okay. Anyway, one of the things you might want to think about in your law practice is becoming involved in a mastermind group. I'm not talking about getting together with five guys who brought drinks on a Friday night, but five people. They could be other lawyers or they could be other people that uh, business people that you can get together with on a monthly basis, say on a regular basis, and sit down and, and discuss what problems you're having in your business. Uh, I sometimes refer to, to these folks as your advisory board. You know, people that you know, like, and trust, maybe an accountant, it may be a dentist, it may be somebody else, and that's true in dentists because they may have a successful dental practice, has nothing to do with the legal practice, but he's got a good business going. And, and you know, you got your accountant, obviously, uh, maybe a financial planner, but you got your uh, inner circle of five or six or seven friends that you can sit down with, say, once a month and, and talk about. Uh, what's going right in your business, in their business, pick up ideas, things of that nature. Obviously, it's a good way to to, um, talk about getting more and better referrals, but also it's it's going to help you take a look at what you're doing in your business and, and let other people know that, hey, maybe what you're doing is great and they could use some of that same some of the same things you're doing. Same thing is you can pick up ideas. Uh, maybe they can and be receptacle to, to some some criticism. Bring bring something to the table and say, you know, guys, I just can't seem to get this done. I can't seem to get going on this. I can't do this. Maybe they've got some suggestions. Maybe they've had the same problems. And that you get that dialogue going back and forth and you form that bond. And again, they're helping you. You're helping them. And then the referrals will obviously come from, from, from that, too. I'm not saying you do this for a referral basis, but it's going to happen. Um, one of the interesting things, <laughs> interesting, that's a great word, it says become more interested than you are interesting. In other words, don't talk about yourself all the time. Be interested in what your clients or your friends or whatever are saying. Let them talk. Don't you steal the conversation because, yes, you could be interesting. Uh, you know, you've climbed Mount Everest or you've swam in the Panama Canal or whatever, but and it's very interesting. But you know what? People don't really care that much about that. What they care about is you listening to them and their stories. So instead of, you know, just sitting there and, and as lawyers, trust me, um, we, we have to watch ourselves on this because we're so interested in, in just talking and not just talking about ourselves, but obviously in talking. And, and I have to watch myself all the time that I'm, I'm talking too much and I need to learn to listen more. So make that, make, maybe make that one of your resolutions um, uh, come uh, January 1st, that you're going to make a concerted effort to really listen to more about what people are saying rather than talking about yourself. Um this is kind of an interesting one too. Make an unscheduled call to a client each day. You know, just call some up. You got your clients. Now, if you don't have a lot of clients, obviously, uh, you know, maybe maybe you can make that once a week. But just call up and say, "Hey, Nick, how you doing? I was just thinking about you, and hope everything's going well. And um, how's your campaign going? And blah blah blah. And you know, just a 
friendly little call. You're making a contact with them. Make sure you do that. Again, this goes back to the fact that we lose contact with people because we get going so uh, so fast, if you will. And then all of a sudden, it's 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the afternoon, and we haven't done some of the things that we need to be doing. Um, try to, to make a connection uh, at least once a week for another client of yours. I'm not talking about a lawyer, but you know somebody that that, that uh, you know you meet and you go, well, you know what, Bill, I got somebody I want you to meet because Nick does this, and you know you you, you two guys could 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 meet. I don't know what'll come up, but let me just introduce the two of you, and I can do this by email um, or by you know, uh, hey. If it's that big a deal, and you, you know that uh, you're talking to a client, and he's looking for uh, a contractor, and you know he's hot to build his house. Hey, Bill, you know I know just the guy you need to talk to. Hey, what are you doing for lunch tomorrow? And call your contractor buddy up and say, "Listen, I got a guy that's hot to build a house, and I want you to meet him. Why don't we have lunch tomorrow?" call them on the phone or whatever you're going to do and say, hey, I want to put you two guys together. You've made a referral. You sat there. Your clients will thank you for that because you thought about them in a non-business way, if you will. Um, these are just you know, a few things that, that um, I mean, I got probably another 50 or 60 I go through, and, 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 and but I hope that I've given people enough thought that, uh, okay, if, if Two, three, four, five of these things stick with you, and you go. You know what? I'm going to go out and I'm going to think about some of those things, and then I'm going to put them into action. Go mm -hmm. ahead. And then when you put them into action, when you put those things into action, you make those calls, you talk to those people. It might not be right now. It might not be tomorrow. But you're you're activating their top of mind awareness, and they're going to remember that you're out there. And when you get into the habit of talking people and it's like uh, my friend Louisa always said, busyness begets business. And when we start engaging in this process, it's like priming the pump. And then, you know, the marketing flows and we get used to the habits of talking to people and thinking about clients and referring. And it just becomes second nature. And after a while, we don't even realize we're doing it. And, you know, too often... The big problem in legal marketing is everybody wants to just write someone a check and have them make the magic flow of clients turn on, and that's just not – while there are, there are those options for things like that, it's much more long-standing. Once you get into the process here, you know, basically the referrals, once you have these systems built well and people that know, like, and trust you, as Jim says – people will think of you and they'll continue to give referrals. So then when you see those referrals, you see, hey, there is a positive result of these efforts and actions that I have taken, and I will continue. It's, it just goes in a cycle. The reward, return, you know, start over, get a new one, keep people in the pipeline, you know, always looking for new people. Go to the most, uh, this is some of mine I'm throwing out there, go to the most unlikely events you think, oh, I'll never get a client from there. Um, because you never know who you're going to run into. Um, just... You just have to have faith in yourself and the confidence to tell people that what you do is great. You've got to love what you do, um, or even if you don't, fake it. Um, but let people know that people see confident people. They want to do business with them. So if you don't believe that you're worth it, neither will they.
Those are all my tips. Jim, I want to thank you again for your time today and hope that uh, a lot of people have a great 2015 if they put some of these into practice. Yeah, Nick, and, and that's the important thing. You know, go through the list. Some of the things we've talked about, I hope some folks have written a few things down that, that may have sparked uh, some interest. Go ahead uh, and or, you know, listen to the program again, if you will, and, and, and write down a couple of things that may have uh, popped in your mind. If anybody has any questions about any things we've talked about, shoot me an email, and if you want my book, uh, uh, it's, it's J-E-T, Jet, at Lawyers marketingresource.com and I'll be glad to send the book out to you. All right. And as always, I want to thank all of our loyal listeners and fans who listen to our programs and share them on their social media pages because that's where people find out about our shows and really that's what it's all about, generating referrals and helping each other. And the more that you help someone else, the more someone else will come back to you. You give them a referral, they're going to give you a referral. Folks, this stuff really works, um, especially with social media. I'll just keep preaching that. I have most of my clients and most everything that's come to me has become thing because I let people know what I do often and let them know why I love it and I'm passionate about it. You know, that's why I chose to work in legal marketing and public relations instead of law practice fighting in court. I live up in an ivory tower writing good material about things that are interesting in my clients' practice areas. And, you know, people may say, oh, well, isn't that nice for you? Well, you know it is for me because I'm sitting here in North Texas. It's 50 degrees out, and I've got the horse down the, down the you know, across the pasture here. I'm happy. I work from home. Life is good. Really, the point that I'm making is you can design whatever you want your life to be what you want your practice to be, and maybe it is a shift in a practice area. Maybe family law is about to make you jump off a bridge. I don't blame you. Shift and go learn some intellectual property law and do trademark and contracts for music and licensing. And all, there's all sorts of interesting things if we just stay because, again, and I really like, Jim, your tip about take a vacation and give yourself some time off. While there may be a stack on your desk when you get back, it keeps you from getting burned out. And when you have a positive attitude, that's where you're going to attract other positive people. So all of this is such good stuff. You know, it's kind of like happy holidays, Merry Christmas to you all. Enjoy these tips. Jim and I have put together these things through countless episodes and going to meetings and whatnot. And um, that's why we do these shows. And it's free information. I say everyone complains about the free lunch, but not this lunch. This is some good stuff. Jim, I want to thank you again, and uh, we'll be back next week. Yeah, Nick, have a great week, and we'll talk to you next Monday. See ya. All right. Sounds good. Bye, everyone. Bye.